It has been a while since we've had the president of Yeshiva University in our studio. President Richard Joel is here with us this morning in the midst of yet another incredible semester of study at Yeshiva University. I don't just mean Yeshiva College and Stern College. I mean the entire Yeshiva University System. President Richard Joel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum, although I must confess to being disappointed that there's no wine for me to taste here. <laughs> it's funny because it seems every other day there is here. I guess you just picked the wrong you clean, day. You cleaned up your act today. <laughs> Yeshiva University has their big Hanukkah dinner and convocation coming up December the 14th at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. I have been at this event. It is distinguished. It's amazing. Uh, there's incredible history, a tremendous look to the past, a tremendous emphasis on the present, and an unbelievable uh, vision for the future every time you gather at the Waldorf for this dinner. And uh, this one, I assume, will be as special as all the others, right? Oh, at least as special. We have three wonderful honorary degree recipients, uh, Michael Gamson, Judy Weiss, and Anita Zucker, uh, each in their own way, unique uh, facets of the diamond that's yeshiva leadership. It's really amazing. And uh, as I said, the whole university uh, benefits from the leadership of the people you just spoke about. Um, there's a rumor, and I don't know to what degree I, I should call this a rumor when I've actually seen it in print, that the former president of the United States, George W. Bush, will actually appear at the Waldorf that night. Now, it seems from an outside observer that there is... Um, there are people who are openly discussing his appearance and others who are keeping it somewhat of a secret. Is he, in fact, going to be there that evening? Well, I'd like to say that I do a wonderful impression of George W. Bush. Ah, that's what it is. And I talk about all the wonderful things we got to do, Richard. Um, in point of fact, we are really honored that uh, George W. Bush, the 43rd president of the United States, will be our special guest, will, in fact, be the keynote speaker. I'll have the privilege of conferring an honorary doctor of humane letters upon him. Um, our uh, and and if you when you receive the invitation, he is in fact listed as the honorary guest. When you go on our website, you have to click at least two times to get there, uh, because for security reasons, the Bush people are very concerned that we not make it into a media event. It's not intended for a media event. The president will be there to greet our. Uh, honored guests and to take a few pictures and then he will participate in the academic convocation that we have but uh, only at the beginning of it and he'll come in and to receive his degree and give us about a 10-12 minute uh, uh, keynote address and frankly we're just honored that we have the opportunity to highlight what yeshiva is um, uh, you know, I once had an interesting incident with him, if you have a minute, uh, when uh, I was uh, privileged to be with a group of about 12 higher education leaders of Jewish institutions. We looked around till we found them. <laughs> um, and uh, we were meant to meet with uh, the president and secretary of education spellings at that time in All the right. Roosevelt Room in the West Wing. So nothing mattered to me except that I got to go into the <laughs> West Wing. I mean, that was I've been there subsequently, but this was very exciting. And the president was supposed to speak for 20 minutes. And then afterwards, he had uh, uh, he said if there was time for pictures, he'd take pictures. So we all sat there, and he had a slow crisis day. So we went on for about an hour and 20 minutes talking about the whole world, and Iran and Iraq and Ahmadinejad. And uh, at a certain point, he wanted to talk about education. So he said, you know, I think higher education is so very important because we have to teach our kids to compete in the global economy. 
which was a nice statement, and I'm usually somewhat shy, but here I am in the Roosevelt Room, so I I raised my hand and said, yes, Richard. I said, Mr. President, we all agree with that, but I come from Yeshiva University, where we say that education is about ennobling and enabling. So while, of course, we want our students to compete successfully in the global economy, we also want them to know what values they should bring to the competition and what their responsibilities are once they succeed. And the President of the United States looked at me and said, ennoble and enable. I like that. (laughs) And I was just heartsick when three weeks later the State of the Union came and there was no ennoble, there was no enable. On the other hand, after that hour and 20 minutes, he invited us into the Oval Office for some pictures. And while we were all gathering, the highlight of my life took place. I'm standing in the Oval Office. One of his assistants comes over to me and says, pardon me, President Joel. And I looked around the Oval Office, and I heard President Joel. In the Oval Office. Yeah, and then a little later, I benched Gomel, but it really wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, want, please God, he'll be with us. Who would want that job? Huh? By the yeah. way, you, you just stumbled, and I have a feeling it wasn't a stumble, but probably um, a purposefully, um, on such an important aspect. You know, we talk about Yeshiva University, and you know what kind of fan I am, and I could talk about it all day, so, you know, reserve the time for me, but... The, you mentioned about values. You talk about higher education and people. Some people in our community get it that it's not just about getting the degree and it's not just about having the piece of paper to let you advance so that you can in fact fit in somewhere in the global economy. Just like we say that, you know, kids hang out with, with kids who have similar values to them. And if you look at your kids, you see who their friends are and they, same thing here. There are so, there's so much more. Those values have to grow with the person with the student as they continue to progress and it has to be something they bring into the workplace with them look it's a global question as to where higher education is and what its impact has to be on civilization but it's also a profoundly local question because as we look to the future of our community and as we look to the investment that we all make in day school education the notion that after 12 years of such an investment we send our students off to a place where they will get a degree but they're in a completely alien and welcoming, I warn you, environment where the values they get are just different values than they live with. Certainly no one grows in their Jewish um, uh, knowledge, and uh, and we, thank God, have an institution that... uh, uh, really models the notion of higher education being about nobility. That f- without saying, but we have to say it, um, we train for success. The academic rigor, the, the career development that we do, the placement possibilities that we offer are wonderful, but at the same time, they are sitting men and women in one of the great yeshivas, separate of course, one of the great yeshivas of the world where they learn more than that we talk about shlemut. We talk about the fact that it's not a dual curriculum. It's a complete and total experience. And the co-curricular and the extracurricular activities, the community of 2,500 men and women, albeit separated by five miles, right. uh, but lots of activities together, is incomparable. And uh, finally, the affordability factor is one that people are afraid to even look at because they think they've paid enough and they want a free education, which means they'll get what they pay for, rather than amortize the the countless dollars that they've spent on education by working with us to see that a YU education is affordable. That's among the reasons that we host open houses, and uh, this coming Sunday at 9.30 on the Barron campus of Stern College and Sims, we invite all 
women looking at future opportunities to come. I think it's at 9.15 in the morning. Uh, it's uh, at 34th Street and Lexington Avenue. And the following Sunday up in Washington Heights for the men. That's exactly right. Frankly, for a wonderful opportunity to see the faculty, to see other students, to kick the tires, to look at the absolutely exuberant experience that is Yeshiva University. Let me start with your second point first. Are there people, and the print announcements that I see say it directly and people don't pay attention, and we've said it here in another forum and people don't pay attention, will they be able to meet people Sunday, these two Sundays, who will specifically guide them regarding financial aid, regarding this whole topic of trying to afford college in your institution? Look, we have special sessions at each of these open houses on that, where it's safe to ask questions, where there are real answers given. Uh, since most people haven't filled out their financial forms that the government requires, right. we're not going to give them their packages. But the truth is still the truth. Eighty percent of students who attend Yeshiva University are on some type of financial aid. I will tell you that our our tuition is uh, thirty-seven five, which is at least uh, a ten to fifteen thousand dollars lower than any of our um, uh, quality competitive schools. Uh, but with a thirty-seven five tuition, the average student pays under twenty-three thousand um, dollars. And those who cannot afford it, we work with to make sure they can do it. We just can't give it to them for free because we're not offering them something free. We're offering something that's very expensive, and frankly, it's not an entitlement, but it's an incredible opportunity. Right. And then back to the original, the, for your first point, I'm sure that many Jewish mothers and grandmothers especially are going to kill me for saying this, but I, I still advocate that the co-curricular activities and what goes on uh, on an ancillary level, on your campus, and I know this from experience, and I know this now from another generation's experience, might be, I better be careful, might be even more important than the formal education they're receiving on a daily basis. Well, like much of contemporary orthodoxy, our challenge is always to walk that line of nuance, to make sure the env- to, to, that we maintain the environment of a great yeshiva, make it safe for those who want to really engage in a completely separate life for the time they're in college, while at the same time looking at a significant number of our students who want to maintain standards of, of, of Yiddishkeit and of halachic comportment, but want to share activities, clubs, doings, political advocacy, creativity, writing with men and women together. There is no question that uh, that there are, and I, I, I really shouldn't say this, I'm a university president, there are more shiduchim coming out of Yeshiva <laughs> University than there are out of any other school in the world. Let's hope that that's true, and I know it is. It is true. <laughs> I can speak as a father. Uh, President Richard Joel is here. By the way, who do you think's more angry, the mothers or the grandmothers, based on my sin? Oh, I think they're all opening their arms and calling their children right now, saying, why aren't you going to Yeshiva? Uh, let's hope. Uh, open House at Stern College is coming Sunday, Yeshiva College, the following Sunday on the 16th of November. Obviously, if you search anything having to do with YU, you'll see information about the events, and you'll be able to go ahead and um, and get that information. The um, uh, You have put together, and I don't know, is this commonplace or not for universities at your level, you've put together an amazing lineup 
of visiting faculty for this year. Now, again, it could be that every year, you know, personalities like this come into the university, but for some reason, we've really taken notice. Joe Lieberman, obviously very familiar to this audience, he's now a guest lecturer, I guess, faculty member, I guess we go visiting no, faculty actually, member. Actually, he holds a chair, so he is actually the, the Joe Lieberman professor on public policy and public ethics. He holds his own chair. He holds his own chair, which was established by Ira and Leon, Leon Rennert Very nice. for him. And then we uh, kind of pulled a dirty trick on him and said that he had to occupy the chair. <laughs> so he's teaching an undergraduate course in the uh, spring, and in the fall he's giving a series of three public lectures. The first one he did uh, at Yeshiva uh, last week. Uh, this next week he's speaking at Cardozo. Um, on uh, legal issues, and then finally at Stern College, he'll be speaking again. It will be advertised and open to the public, and it's a great gift, and it's a great model. This is really one of the, the great Americans and great Jews who has lived humbly and not demonstratively, but in everything he's done, he's, I think, symbolized the kind of values, uh, regardless of politics, uh, that we as Jews and we as Orthodox Jews, those in my community, uh, welcome incredibly. But yeah. he's part of a lineup that includes uh, uh, the Honorable Danny Ayalon, who was American ambassador, who was Israeli ambassador to America for many years, right. uh, then was Deputy Foreign Minister, and is an incredible speaker. I hope he comes uh, and you get to talk to him. Well, we spoke to him last week here. He is. Uh, so then, as you know, yeah, he's, he's amazing. thoughtful. He's a great analyst. He's a wonderful person, and he loves teaching. He spends uh, eight or nine weeks at yeshiva in the spring, uh, teaching all around, available to speak in, in the public. Oh, he you has, should have heard what he said about the students. Oh, he, yeah? Oh, my gosh. Well, we have the best students you, in the world. We really do, both in terms of quality and in terms of their engagement. And the way that he described the way they challenge people like him, really amazing. Absolutely, but the other piece is that there is no other campus in the world, uh, maybe even in Israel, as dedicated to Israel. Um, as the students of Yeshiva University. Thoughtfully so, not blindly so, uh, but really wonderful. So that's I alone. And then, of course, this is the second year that we have the... Uh, by the way, he's also made available to us by, by the Rennert family, who uh, uh, actually we probably should rename the school for. Um, and, <laughs> You're referring um, to Lord Sachs, obviously. And, uh, I'm referring to Lord Sachs, to Lord Jonathan Sachs, who holds a joint appointment. I, uh, I had a collaboration with my friend John Sexton, who's the president of NYU, right. So uh, uh, he holds the uh, the Crisell and Efrat uh, fellow, uh, um, I'm sorry, chair at Yeshiva University, established by our chairman Henry Crisell, uh, and the Renner chair at uh, NYU. And between the two, he spends about 15 weeks a year here, uh, both uh, teaching our undergraduates, working with rabbinic students, giving public lectures, uh, going to the Jewish community with a with a, I was going to say a unique message, but it's not a unique message. It's our message. But he manages to articulate it and to put it together and to gain insights um, from Torah and from the great thoughts of Western civilization mm -hmm. in such a way that reminds us of who we are at our best. Yeah, I would say these three people, who's more YU than them, you know? Well, I'll tell you who is. An incredible tenured faculty. Mm. Because we always talk about who our guests are. Right. right. But when you talk about right people like David Schatz, and you talk about people like Ruth Bevan, and you talk about people like Marina Holtz, and you talk about people like Professor of Physics Anatoly Frankel, right? And then you talk about other people You're like Rabbi you like, like Mayor like, like Mayor Sal, Rabbi Mayor okay. Soloveitchik, Rabbi J.J. J. Schachter. I mean, there's an incredible 
an incredible richness for our students and, frankly, for the Jewish world. And, and maybe too much so in this era. We have been focusing on being a great university right and a and a, and a great movement for the world you know we have this this program whyutorah.org right. uh, which has uh, thousands of audio classes that uh, people can download there are people on it every day that's right so in the next several weeks we will be downloading our 100,000th class now that's an incredible thing and we're thinking by the way about how to use it even more so uh, as a as a learning technology but it, it's wonderful stuff. Unbelievable. President Richard Joel is here, Yeshiva University. Open house for the women at Stern College is coming Sunday for the men up at Yeshiva College on the 16th of, of November. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. You mentioned President Sexton. I think he's part of a program that's coming up, right? Isn't that the George Will? Yeah. Yes, John, John Sexton and George Will are going to be a program of our uh, of our Moshell and Zahava Strauss uh, uh, Center for uh, Torah and Western Thought, uh, where they're going to talk about uh, uh, baseball and right. philosophy. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but when there's trouble down at the NYU dorms with the protests and remember the whole thing, right. do you have a chance to pick up the phone and speak to the president about that? Or? John Sexton is a wonderful human being and a great president. And uh, uh, I have to say that we try... Uh, with schedules that are crazy, but to be there for each other. And I know that from him, and he knows that from me. I just, I, I have a similar relationship, actually, with Father Joseph McShane, who is the president of Fordham University, right. who actually came to Yeshiva a few days ago to teach my class uh, <laughs> in leadership in the not-for-profit world. I'm lucky enough to have many uh, very prominent, uh, both Jews and uh, Gentiles, uh, to teach this extraordinary class of uh, great students. So McShane was there this week. He loves coming. Uh, he's, a, he's a great Jesuit and a great educator. And it's always interesting because the students gain a lot in a session from him in terms of leadership. He's been president of Fordham very successfully for 13 years, the University of Scranton before that. And he's just a wonderful and loving man. But his message that's most surprising is after he gets done talking about leadership, he turns to them and says, this is all important, but I'm looking at you and I don't know if you understand how important Yeshiva University and you are to your people, but more than that, to the whole world, including us. He says, and I have one message to leave you, he says, you must keep the covenant alive. Now, my students hear that every day, but to hear it from the Jesuit president of Fordham University, and he meant it. I mean, he went on and on about it, how important it is that the dialectic of Torah Umada, that the commitment to profound Jewish thought and life while encountering the world makes the world. Well, nowhere but here. That's where that's what happens uh, at Yeshiva University. I had uh, uh, Esther and I have the pleasure of hosting several student groups for Shabbos in our home, which is why we need a seven bedroom home <laughs> and very 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 um thoughtful and compassionate neighbors who will house people. Um, and uh, we have 25 student leaders for Shabbos. So I must say they come Friday, they leave Saturday night, we house them at home. Esther cooks for two weeks because she thinks as good as Yeshiva University's cafeteria <laughs> food is. 
home cooking might be better. And <laughs> what a ladies. <laughs> and, and, and we have just an incredible experience. And I, I think you could ask the students and they say it means something to them. But frankly, I don't care. Because for Esther and me, it's that opportunity with a job that sometimes some people can say is difficult of being able to look at the product and see what you are a part of. And there's nothing like it. But, but what you said earlier about the president of Fordham, I wish in this fractured, and not to be negative, but we have, everyone knows that the, the, the Jewish world is somewhat fractured, especially when it comes to philosophical opinions on things. I wish people would understand what we have and, and not focus so much on the minutia and focus more on the big picture and uh, how it's appreciated outside of the Jewish world. If only we appreciated it as much as some of the others. Listen, I always say tongue-in-cheek that our problem is that we're much better at division than we are at multiplication. Right. That's for sure. And uh, uh, to me, one of the things that I'm trying to speak of this year, and it's nothing uh, uh, terribly profound, but I think it's terribly important, we, we're always going to disagree. That's who we are. We have forgotten how to disagree agreeably. We have forgotten that we can have deep arguments, even schismatic arguments, and then say, I hope you come for Shabbos. Right. And, and, and I hope that's something that we try to ingrain in our students. But frankly, it's, it's a, a critical proposition for the Jewish world as we confront all types of challenges, and our role in the world becomes more and more central. President Richard Joel is here. Yeshiva University's open houses start with the Stern College open houses coming Sunday, and then next Sunday... On the uh, no, that would be the 16th. Is this Sunday? I guess the 23rd gotcha. would be. I, I've been misstating it. Sorry. The 23rd, the following Sunday, would be up at Yeshiva College on the Washington Heights campus. Before I ask you for the big message to wrap things up, uh, there was a. The, tell me what this was. A Rebetzin Ziarche Kala. This was a gathering specifically for Rebetzins in the community. Yeah. For the last several years, we've been sponsoring a program. We're under the leadership of Rebetzin Meira Davis from Hollywood, Florida. We network all the Rebitsons, both to have a chat room, to have mentoring, to have questions answered. And the center of it is a three-day Yarchekala where we have over a hundred women from around the world, literally, who get together for safe conversations with Torah learning, with professionals to come to guide them. Esther and I always go to do open questions because if they're feeling besieged, they look at us and they feel better. <laughs> um, and I just have to say, that's the kind of thing we need to do. We need we do it with Rabbi J.J. Schechter and other rabbis. With, with rabbis, we have to do more of that. We do serious, serious training of our rabbinical students, which is critically important. And we need to ha- keep finding ways to... Uh, to make sure that we create a, a, a safe rabbinate. It's such a hard profession, and they desperately need the support and the chizuk that many of us can give them, but I think Yeshiva University particularly. So that happens this time of year, every year now, Every right? year. Every year. And uh, I talk about the big picture, final message. Now, we didn't have an opportunity this summer to do a uh, State of the University address, so to speak, which we've traditionally done for the last couple of years. Uh, maybe we could do it to, to a small degree now, but... There are so many people concerned about the future of the university. And, you know, the, the rumors, I don't know if to tell you, over the last few years have been, you know, as extreme as you can imagine. Uh, sometimes I wonder how you're able to withstand it all because I'm sure when you go drugs, to, <laughs> you're kidding. He's kidding, folks. He's kidding. I'm sure when you go to public appearances, <laughs> there are people who are inundating you with questions 
about the future and often about the past and present as well. So what, what, what's, okay. what status are we at at the moment? I'm happy, by the way, when I'm inundated with questions. It's when people talk to each other without knowing anything that I'm not happy. That's a good point. Yeshiva University is an extraordinary university. It's never been greater than it is today. It's never been larger than it is today. It will be here in three years and five years in a hundred years. Right? It has net assets of over $2 billion. Right? The education is premier. It's a gift to the Jewish world. Like other universities, we are part of a distressed industry. The business model of a university no longer works. And if people want to sit and bemoan it, they can. If they're smart, they look and say, what's next in terms of how we build towards the future? Yeshiva University went through difficult years where we were intent on expansion. We expanded our programs perhaps faster than we expanded our uh, our financial management capacities. We are now in a, um, uh, in a thankfully, a wonderful position. We have embraced, our board has embraced and mandated a roadmap for sustainable excellence. We recognize that we're essential for the future. Right, and and our our roadmap is predicated on the notion that we will be a budget that's in balance within three years. Mm. Um, we will do that. Uh, we have now financial systems that are uh, fully in place. It took a lot of years to do that. We have proper reporting. We have proper controls. Our endowment is secure and invested well and professionally with wonderful lay leadership. Uh, the, the key to this roadmap is we are in the midst of fashioning a new and I hope wonderful relationship between Montefiore Medical Center, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and Yeshiva University that moves us all forward into the, the, the forefront of medical education and, and uh, important health care. And that's an important piece of what we do. Right. Unlike some media reports, there's a lot of positive to that deal oh right. as it works out it's a complete win-win-win it's a complete win-win-win people have to be mature enough to look at where 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 medicine is going how montefiore has become a great medical center and benefits from the research and the teaching and the involvement of their physicians in einstein and similarly how einstein benefits from the clerkships made available at montefiore from the faculty at montefiore from the leadership of montefiore so the more that we can be part of a great system and that yeshiva can continue its involvement in terms of the tone of einstein in terms of the religious commitment of einstein and in terms of the educational wholeness of einstein right it's a tremendous win-win-win we're working very hard to make it work out in the best possible way, and that's piece one. Piece two is we're building at Yeshiva University, right, a, a center for uh, for health services. We will be offering a master's in speech pathology and audiology. Which has not happened before. Never happened, starting in September. The following year, occupational therapy and physical therapy. Uh, we are now, the other piece of what we're doing is we have to engage in every possible efficiency and look very carefully at what we're spending money on and not dilute the educational or experiential product, but like every other corporation, look at how we can do more with less. And that's what we're going to be doing, and it's very important. But finally, we have to have additional income resources, and they're going to come in three ways. This Jewish community right, needs to know that Yeshiva University is its tzedakah. If everybody would write a note saying that out of their maser, one of their five 
top tzedakahs would be Yeshiva University, would make an enormous difference, and it's a complete investment in themselves. But so number one is philanthropy, but it's not going to be the largest. Number two... Right, is something that we're doing called YU Global, an attempt to build platforms so that the Torah and the education of YU will be able to be worldwide. We already have an online master's in Jewish education degree. We have an online master's in accounting degree that reaches the whole world. We're having serious discussions with different nations about degree programs that they would like to do. It's, and by the way, the key to this is we have to do it with excellence. It's the only thing that we can be committed to. And the third piece is new, other new programming. Other new programming, like, for example, an expanded summer program for everyone. Other new programs that will also be income producing. It's a massive challenge, but I think since 1886, Yeshiva University has been living with massive challenges. And overcoming all of them. Oh, overcoming and thriving through it. Right. Uh, one last piece, Nathan. Sure. What we keep forgetting is that education is not stagnant. Children do not learn the same way their parents do. My two-year-old, uh, my two-year-old grandson, right, right sits on the, uh, on the iPad. Uh, my one-year-old granddaughter literally sits on the iPad. <laughs> uh, but, but students in sixth grade aren't sitting in lines getting a lecture from a teacher. How can that be university? So we have to look at different educational technologies and approaches. We have to look at blended learning, even undergraduate. We have to look at online where it works, and we have to look at we have to take this brave new world of communications and not be victimized by it, but own it. Not to build a Tower of Babel, but to build a Mishkan, to build a tabernacle in the desert. Phenomenal. That, that is a great state of the university assessment. And I'm glad you did it here. Thank you for writing it for me. <laughs> that is amazing. Wish I would have written it. Uh, Richard Joel is president of Yeshiva University. He invites uh, all of the high schoolers, their parents, those who are coming back from Israel, back from Israel, whatever the case may be, come and explore uh, the amazing campuses and see what they have to offer this coming Sunday at Stern College, Midtown Manhattan, uh, the following Sunday on the 23rd of November up at Yeshiva College on the Washington Heights campus. All the information at yu.edu. And by the way, your new basketball season starts, a new era next week, I believe it is. So good luck. We're very excited. You know what I love, by the way? And this, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just got to tell you. You know what I love? Tell me. I love going to the final game of the season or or among the last games you know when yeshiva is when the yeshiva seniors are facing their opponents probably for the eighth or ninth time in their career and now it's over and they likely will never see these guys again i mean the, the likelihood is right. they're not going to see these guys and the way they part from each other yeshiva and these other teams and i remind you folks these other teams are not jewish teams these are teams from you know all the different institutions that we could sit here and talk about and they they have such a respect for each other as if you know it's been great hanging out with you guys and and that for some reason always hits home with me that we are representing in so many different capacities the Jewish people out there. To me, to me, it's a wonderful thing to see our guys with yarmulkes. Right. To, to listen at the beginning of the game uh, at rapt attention to both the national anthem right. and Hatikva. I mean, it's a great kiyum. It's a great fulfillment of a Jewish vision. So every one of these little things adds up to well, the experience that you should. As does having an incredible alum Thank like uh, Nachum Siegel. I appreciate that. Good luck Sunday. Continued Hatzlacha during this amazing school year. Thank you to you very much. And thank you for joining us. President Richard Joel, Yeshiva University. This is JM in the AM.